2: I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning, we got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, Jackie, the crypto juggernaut, and Mario, also known as the Node Defender, is going to be joining us, so I am very excited for today's episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how the SEC Chair Gary Gensler released a new crypto rulebook yesterday, bringing additional enforcement action to our industry, as Coinbase responded by claiming they're setting the standards for American exchanges. Sam Bankman-Fried was bailed out of jail by Stanford Law as HEX founder Richard Hart explains how trading pairs could be the reason all crypto price charts are connected. Forbes magazine removed an article criticizing the inconsistency from the United States regulators showing how Ripple and Ethereum are both destined to succeed. And with European nations funding a new campaign to bring citizens into crypto, we break down the details showing our community how this digital revolution is set in stone. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So good morning and welcome in Johnny Crypto. It is your first day in your 30s. So first of all, congratulations on that. How are you feeling this morning, my friend?
3: Uh, Feels great to be 31. Very, very happy. Excited. Thank you very much for all the birthday wishes yesterday to all the Warrior Maniacs and everybody out there. So kind. So much love out there. I love you guys. But let me start this like I always do. Good morning to all you Warrior Maniacs out there. I love you guys. Appreciate you guys show up every single day out there. We have the best chat in the world. Appreciate you. It's so great to see the joyful one here today. Hello, Joyful Jackie. How are you? Awesome guys, Jackie. I'm always excited to have you in the building, and we're gonna have the No Defender
2: joining us any moment. But before we do that, how are you feeling, Jackie? Thank you for being here.
4: Feeling good, Johnny. I'm sad. I missed your birthday yesterday. I hope you guys did something special on the show. Um, feeling good, guys. Always good to be with y'all. Um, I love the comments in the chat. Thank you so much, guys. We are super appreciative of everyone that joins us um, every morning. So there's a lot of you guys that come every day, and I just want to say thank you. Like we feel, we feel pretty blessed. So. Thanks.
2: Amazing, guys. And we're going to start this show off the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. Johnny Crypto, the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is in greed this morning. Oh, my goodness. I thought we were in a bear market sitting at a 62. And let me just get some quick thoughts here. Is there any chance you're taking profits? I know Bitcoin's back above
3: 25000 Well, you know, I mean, the the reality is, you know, when you look at, where we, where we dropped down to, we came in so low and, uh, you know, almost back to the points where I had already bought in 2020, right. Or 2021. So for me, this little pump up in here, you know, if I, if there's some things I not, so I took some GRT profits the other day. So it all depends But when you're in the 62 and you're in the greed, as I always say on this show, you need to replace the word greed with fear. i uh, sorry, sell and, and the word fear with pie. So if you bought Floki, for example, though, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a great time to unload. You know, again, I'm not a financial advisor, not financial advisor. But if you were buying in DCA in, in, in November and December of just now, you know, selling 10 or 20 percent right now is probably not a bad idea just to, to sit on that and either reinvest it later or, or go, you know, buy a steak dinner, whatever you want to do. Take your wife out. But, yeah, I, I think it's totally not a bad time to maybe take 5 10 15% off the table and maybe save and reinvest it later.
2: Absolutely guys and if you're a Floki Inu investor you are very happy this morning cuz your project is currently up 47%, but I'm sure there's not too many of those out there. So we're going to dive into the total coin market cap. We're sitting at 1.13 trillion in total market cap this morning. Bitcoin is 43% dominance, Ethereum is about 19%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 24,700, Ethereum 1700, XRP is 39 cents, Cardano is 40 cents. Dogecoin is approaching nine cents. Chainlink is seven thirty. One of our favorites, Quan Network, is sitting at one forty-five. So, Jackie, before we get into all of our fantastic news for today, how are you feeling about the bear market? Are we finally getting some bullish momentum here, or do you think we're going to retest that twenty thousand dollar mark?
4: Um, we are still trading in that zone, um, kind of between that twenty and twenty-five k. So, I expect that we will kind of stay in that zone till we either break up or break down. I know a lot of people are just trading the the movement in between uh which is good this is you know this is a profitable time for traders um but we did i mean just looking at those statistics you scrolled through we did just have like a 10 percent jump over the last day so yeah right now is not the time um to be buying it's definitely the time as johnny said to be taken on some some off the table
2: Absolutely, Jackie. And we got the green light from Hong Kong yesterday as China is now going to be allowing all of their citizens to not only trade, but custody cryptocurrency. But before we get into that, we got 224 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. The breaking news of today is Gary Gensler has released new enforcement actions against the agency. And this is something we're becoming very accustomed to here in the XRP community, but especially in the crypto market. So we're going to let this short clip play explaining the new rules. And then we'll have a discussion here. Here we go
5: and to account for the lessons in new technology for the last 13 years. Under the proposal, a qualified custodian would be subject to independent audits, certain documentation requirements, and yes, to segregate your assets into an account with your name on it. These updated rules would better help protect your and groundskeeper Willie's assets with advisors. rules apply to crypto assets with advisors as well thus that advisor would be required to keep your crypto with a qualified custodian not on any crypto trading platform based on how they currently operate but with a qualified
2: custodian so johnny crypto what is a qualified custodian well that would be the people paying the pockets of gary gensler in the sec whether that's jp morgan bank of america or any traditional exchange that's approved today to operate in these markets that's who he's talking about. He wants you to move your crypto away from Uphold, away from Coinbase, and into, the, into custody platforms like JP Morgan, which is really exciting. So I'm looking about. I'm excited to talk about an optimistic point of view here when we talk about traditional assets being adopted by banks. But What do you think about JP Morgan and these guys getting the green light from Gary Gensler?
3: What did I say on the show the other day? What did I say when we had go on? I told you these guys were working behind the scenes to figure out how to get their hands in the crypto. And they were going to slow crypto down, figure out how to get a piece of it, and then they're going to let it explode. There you go. It <laughs> just validated it right there. And I want to give a
2: shout out to Coach JV, Johnny. I remember over two years ago it was when yes. he first called out that this is what's going to lead to the big institutional adoption in 2025. When the SEC says that banks can now custody your crypto and that custodians like, I don't know, Coinbase or Binance, well, those aren't in our jurisdiction. That's the green light for the big banks. So it is an
3: exciting moment even though it's bad news. Well, no, 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 no. So it's interesting news, right? Because here's what it means. So what it means is, you know, couple things you go they're saving the banks which you know no surprise our coach has been saying it for two years we love you too Stefan, and everybody else out there uh Stefan, we well coach has been saying for multiple years now banks will cost a year crypto he was 100 percent spot on he worked in the banking industry he understood it and he nailed that perfectly but the reason why this is actually when I, i try to look for the silver lining in these things it's good because what does it mean abs is our boy that's right thomas um yeah, 22, that's right. Uh but I you I mean, know, Johnny, I, stay
2: focused, my friend. We got some I, people listening. I'm what do you think?
3: What you I'm trying to talk over here. The thing that's important to remember here, Abs, is the fact that they're going to transition it over to banks tells you that it's not going away. You know, everybody's worried that crypto is going away. And the reality is no, you just got validation, it's not that it's going away. They just had to make sure they were going to get their piece of the pie and they're steering it and setting up regulation. OK, which we've been saying is coming so that at the end of the day, once it's regulated, it's going to go. And by the way, my cell phone is turned off. I can't turn the house phone off. But anyway, abs, there you go. This is validation that's coming. Now, here's the question. Which exchanges will be allowed to survive? That's the part we don't know yet. Is, you know, is Kraken going to make it? We know Coinbase is already considered a, a, a custodian, so they're going to be fine. The question is, which other Exchanges will be allowed to operate and then be able to custody their stuff with a bank. We don't know the answer to that yet, but that's what I'm keeping my eye
2: on. Coinbase CEO actually responded to Gary Gensler's new allegations yesterday. He says, America risks losing its status as a financial hub long term with no clear regulations on crypto and a hostile environment from the regulators. Congress should soon pass an act to clear this legislation and crypto should be open to everyone in the world as well as leading other regulators in the EU and UK and now Hong Kong. And this is the breaking news from this morning, Johnny Crypto, as Hong Kong is officially making crypto purchases, the ability to buy, sell, trade and custody legal to all of its citizens. So look at this. China is leading global adoption while America is sitting on its hands, letting Gary Gensler sue Kim Kardashian as well as exchanges. Jackie, before we get into the hard evidence for today, how do you feel about Hong Kong opening up the crypto floodgates while Gary Gensler seems to be shutting the door?
4: I don't mean to like jump down the rabbit hole, but we've talked about this um, a while, while back uh, about, you know, switching world powers and things like that. And this seems right in alignment with, with what's going on. Um, You know, America has been at the top for a really long time. And the fact that they're uh, being so hesitant and slow in, in innovation and in this space. um, Yeah. We're, we're eventually going to lose, you know, lose that battle, lose that war. So definitely something that we've been talking about, China coming in into the number one spot.
2: Thank you, Jackie. And we got 293 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We got groundbreaking news this morning, Johnny. Mm. I can see behind the scenes as well. And my good friend just joined us, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Mario is in the building here. So Mario, brief introduction. How are you feeling this morning? And thank you for making time for us. Oh man, I'm great. No, I've Dude,
1: I always make time for you guys, but I was a little bit busy pumping Bitcoin above 25,000. So I am so sorry that I'm late, but it was for a good reason. I'm sure it's off of uh, everybody's
2: benefit. We
1: forgot. The, the arms
3: Mario. hurt. Do your arms hurt from how much? Yeah, well, they hurt. Yeah, me. look how
2: red I am. Look yeah, how I red I'm from yeah, all the pumping. It on
3: a- <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome, guys. Johnny Crypto, while we're talking about this Hong Kong news, the reason I think this is so important is while Gary Gensler is pushing the cryptocurrency industry towards traditional finance like Bank of America and JP Morgan, Hong Kong is allowing its citizens to now buy and custody these assets with the go ahead that they're not holding unregistered securities. So, Mario, before we get into our first article for today, what do you think about Hong Kong? opening up the floodgates for crypto while Gary Gensler is closing the door telling us that traditional assets are the way to go.
1: Yeah, I mean this is nothing new though. We've, we've we've been seeing this over the past few years. We keep seeing the innovation to be uh it keeps being put down by by the United States or by the people that are running the, that are important places that could be helping in the United States but it keeps happening above, like uh, uh, outside of the country, which is not good. And I've been seeing, saying this over time and time again that we do not want to see this innovation start to take place outside of the United States if we want to, to the United States to continue to be the the powerhouse that it that it is that it has been. So. Um, the government needs to get their stuff together, man. They need to f- fix themselves. Uh, they need to get people in there that know what they're what they're talking about, that understand blockchain, that know that blockchain is the future and that blockchain is going to revolutionize a lot of, if, if not all of the industries around the world.
2: Exactly, Mario. And this is another big update this morning. As Stan Bankman-Fried's $250 million bail was exposed to be funded by the former dean of Stanford Law, Larry Kramer, and the Stanford research scientist, I actually can't pronounce that name, so I'm not even going to give it a shot here. But, Johnny, what does it mean to you? Actually, Jackie, we'll go, we'll go with you and then Johnny. What does it mean to you that this is officially open to the public? We can now see who contributed this money, but also both of these people previously worked at Stanford right alongside Sam Bankman Fried's parents?
4: Yeah, I mean, we've been calling this for a really long time, so it just confirms. Um, Andreas? sorry i was actually distracted by the name too and then you switched it over to me but we've been saying that for a long time the fact that both of both of his parents um were at stanford i mean all of this it's all just political theater so um i mean it it all comes out later on and then everyone just sweeps it under the rug that's the most frustrating thing i think um when people have been on i'm and i'm sure coach Shavy feels this all the time when he you know he's been on um he's been on the right track for so long. And then it comes out, you know, and that, you know, people kind of, and it's sad that a majority of the population, you know, they're kind of just like, yeah, whatever, you know, but it's like, no, this is a really big thing that, that just happened. And but a lot of people just sweep it under the rug and then we continue. But that's that's kind of what we're going to eventually see, you know, when we do flip the switch, as we say, like a lot of people are just going to go along with it. They're just going to let banks custodian, you know, their crypto, things like that. I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but um, yeah, that's kind of how this works. And that's that's the sad thing. Um, but it's good to be a part of a community that, that stays on the, the right track with this because we come out on top on the end
3: yeah at the end of the ab is what I always say it's not what you know it's who you know. He obviously had connections and uh, we know the parents work there at Stanford. they obviously were in trouble and you know some friends came to the rescue there and no surprise there I mean we know it's a well-connected family and they got the money and now uh, we wait to see what happens you know in the long run where does this whole thing play out I'm really really you know interested to see if Sam even spends another day in jail or not, it'd be really interesting to see what happens. Thank you guys. And this is a very interesting video we have prepared for
2: our listeners today as this man, he may be in a little bit of trouble for exposing the game. When it comes to carbon credits, the carbon credit scam is in full effect and we are going into an age. That's not only digital, but it's centered around carbon emissions. And this man, although he may look a little different, if you listen to him, talk, he sounds like a brilliant individual. So this is a little bit longer clip here. I'm going to let a two minute clip play. And then Johnny, we're going right to you, my friend. Here we go.
0: What's going on, everybody? Today, I'm going to tell you something that's really going to scare you, and it should. The biggest part of the great reset that you're all missing is the carbon credit scan. And what is the carbon credit scan? This is where they're telling you where they want to monitor, track, and trace every so-called kilogram of CO2 that you emit, and they say the global average needs to be two tons per person per year, and you're using 16 tons per person per year, which means your activity has to go down by 800%. So how do they plan to do that? Well, first,
2: keep in mind, 1,500 private jets flew into Davos when discussing carbon emissions, and also they flew back to wherever they came from. So that alone is way, way more than what he just stated right there, but we haven't even gotten to the most important part of the clip, guys, so I'm going to let this play and go back to Johnny. Here we go
0: of all they got the new first mastercard in the world that is going to show a carbon allowance for every single purchase you buy and to make sure that everything has a so-called carbon credit food when you buy food now if it's vegan it's going to show you this nice low score of only one kilogram 1.3 kilograms of co2 per serving now meat will be off the chart so that's going to be a no-no. Check this out. If you go to a restaurant, even an Italian pizza place, they're going to show you the amount of CO2 for your dish. So literally everything you eat, everything you buy if is your clothes made of leather. That's going to cost more CO2 because it came from a cow. So every single thing you do is going to be tracked. Why? Because they want to put limits on how much you can spend monthly. They're telling you you're using 16 tons a year and they want you to use two tons a year. What does two tons look like? Well, check this out. Say you wanted to fly from Toronto to Amsterdam, and now Google, by the way, Google Flights shows the carbon emissions on that flight. That flight from Toronto to Amsterdam is 478 kilograms of CO2. That's almost 25% of your yearly allowance. But don't worry, if you go over your limit, they're gonna charge you $170 for every kilogram for every kilogram of carbon credits you need. This is how they're gonna control where you go, how you're gonna get there, what you can buy, what you can eat, who you can see and now imagine that in a world without cash and imagine that in a world where the government gets to control every single transaction.
2: And that's why I thought this clip was so important, Johnny Crypto, not only because it showed what MasterCard is doing right in front of our eyes, but the carbon credit scores exist today. Those CO2 emissions are showing you right now that exists today. These credit scores exist and it's only a matter of time before they implement them in the United States. Now that could be 24 months, that could be five years, that could be a decade, but this type of technology is on the horizon And it's going to be incorporated with AI. So I'm excited for this discussion, Johnny Crypto. How do you feel about this groundbreaking news for carbon emissions and the fact that carbon is something we really can't even control, but we're going to be taxed for it?
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. This has been in the works now for over 10, 15 years. I've been hearing about it. So no surprise here. This is not something new. Um, It's just starting to come to a head. People are finally starting to wrap their heads. About what it really means, and you heard what he said, right? The reality is, it's it's just another form of control that that is going to cost you a lot of money. So if you have money, you'll be able to still do whatever you want. But if you don't, you know, you're gonna your your liberties will be somewhat clipped, as you saw, right? Uh, and I see it now. I, I was booking a flight the other day, and it was showing the carbon credits. Like everywhere you go, it's all they're putting all the pieces in place for this to come into fruition. Uh, and guess what? They're Going to use the blockchain to keep track of all this stuff, right? So it is, uh, it's very scary, you know, to, to think, but yeah, he kind of nailed it. And I don't know exactly when that's all going to happen, it's not going to be two years from now, it'll probably be way, I think, by 2050. But I did see a senator talking today, uh, drilling a couple of the um, the these folks who were promoting and advocates for carbon credits. And do you know what they said it was going to cost? Just the US to do it. Abs, take a guess. You want to take a guess of what they said the cost will be for the US to go carbon neutral by 2050? Uh, 10 trillion. I don't know. Okay, you're pretty close. Not even close. 50 trillion dollars damn 50 trillion and here's the best part he said though no, well what if china doesn't get involved he goes well yeah then it doesn't really matter because we're not the biggest carbon infractor anyway yeah so just by 50 trillion dollars and then you're gonna help if everybody else doesn't do it it, it dude it's, it's crazy it's just this whole narrative is nuts
2: mario and jackie i'd love to get some thoughts from you as well jackie let's start off with you carbon emissions are something that we really can't control humans we're built out of carbon. We cook, we cook food. That uses carbon. We kill animals. That's carbon. So what does it mean to you that the government's plan on taxing you $170 for every amount that you go over your carbon emissions and that this technology exists in 2023?
4: I was going to say, you know, not, we used to joke about breathing, like we're going to get charged for breathing. This is definitely one of those times where I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually going to be a reality. You um are- Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. I hate um, I really do dislike the whole pushing the I mean, I'm not going against any vegan, vegetarian, anything like that. But pushing that upon, you know, saying um, or labeling things that are unhealthy just to try to push an agenda. I absolutely hate that. Um, I do. I dislike that a lot. But this is interesting. Um, If you ever I mean, we talk about macroeconomics and things like that. Um, I, I love reading books about kind of, um, a macro scale of like human society and, and how, um, there's a book that I read that's called the ancient state. And it talks about how like government and state came to be. Um, and it's very cyclical. Um, so this is really interesting on how we are kind of going back into, you know, farmers raising your own food, crops, things like that. Like having those types of skills are going to be of a huge benefit. Um, And I, you know, being from a small town, I definitely see that, you know, being a big benefit coming here into the future. So I've I've talked about this before, trying not to be like down the rabbit hole, conspiracy theorist, uh, get your, you know, your supply of food, things like that. But it's becoming more and more of a reality that that'll be of a benefit in the future. And so I really highly suggest that, like if you guys, um, if you guys have the means, uh, be looking at. I don't know, you know, things outside of the city, safe places to go or, you know, uh, the ways to grow your own food, having food storage or things. I know that's kind of off topic from crypto, but definitely, definitely with topics like this, I see that as, as a need and a necessity for the future.
2: Mario, what's really interesting about the narrative they're pushing today is not only is meat becoming bad, but bugs and crickets are becoming more delicious than ever. We're seeing protein bars filled with crickets being pushed out to the masses, stating the protein is so much better in these bugs than it is in the cow. I sit here in disbelief, but I want to get your opinion on this next clip before we hear from you, Mario. This is Bill Gates talking about his own carbon emissions and how, yeah, the world needs to reduce theirs. But Bill, he's okay. Yeah, I
0: probably have one of the highest greenhouse gas footprints
2: of anyone on the planet. You know, my, my it's personal
0: flying uh, alone is gigantic. Now I'm spending quite a bit uh, to buy aviation fuel uh, that was made with plants. You know, I've switched to an electric car, I've used solar panels. I'm paying a company that actually at a very high price can pull a bit of carbon out of the air. They get underground. And so I'm offsetting my personal emission.
2: It, it bothers me when he does things like that, pretending as if you're pulling carbon from the air and putting it back in the ground. We've heard Elon Musk say that that is not a solution to what's going on today. That is such a minimal amount of carbon that you are pulling from the air and sticking back into the soil. But Mario, I'm no scientist. So we'll skip that conversation. What does it mean to you that carbon emissions are taking center stage while Bill Gates, he thinks this should only apply to people like us.
1: Yeah, it's scary. Well, I mean, it is created to apply to people like us. That's that's the sad part, unfortunately, is, you know, it is scary to think that if we want to travel, we're really going to have to be counting our miles because for every mile that we travel or however we travel, right, um, they're going to they're going to limit us. And and that's scary because, you know, what good is all the wealth that we could potentially get from crypto and businesses or whatever if we can't go anywhere (laughs) or if we're limited to where we want to go? But I think there will be loopholes, obviously, like anything, there's going to be a a black market of carbon credits, you know, that's people find a way to do anything. So but but it is scary to think about that that could be the future for us, even worse for our kids, you know, the next generations to come that they're going to be so controlled. And, you know, you can only go so far, you can only do this, you can only eat that. It's it's scary. I'm about to go live back in Portugal and with my grandma and, you know, eat her healthy uh, homegrown vegetables and chicken and whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm about to go old school.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, when you think about this, another impact is, you know, we're talking about the impact on food and to us individually. Another thing this is going to have a huge impact on is businesses. They're going to monitor businesses, how much pollution you create. And Mario, you said the word. It's going to be carbon credits and there will be a whole entire market. There will be a market for carbon trading carbon credits because some companies will be, you know, you will be allocated so many credits per year. Some companies will be under that limit and they can trade those to companies who need them at a higher limit. But I think that I got to give a shout out. I got to give a shout out to my man, Thomas here. Cause he, 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 he brings up the most important question here. Our farts are going to be maxing out, right? <laughs> We're going to need fart credits. Ab, so shout out to Thomas. You are right. This is going to be a problem. I wonder how they're going to track that. I mean, we already know they talk about the cow farts and how much they pollute. The question is, imagine when they start, you know, wondering, how many beans Mario ate today because, you know, he's putting out too much gas to the system. Very, very interesting. Maybe we should start an app that tracks farts. I don't know. That could that could be an unmet need.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll pass on that one. Oh. But, guys, we got 406 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and check out this article that was removed from Forbes magazine yesterday because it not only was it an advocate of Ripple, it was critical of the SEC, Johnny. So this is some breaking news out of here. So what's interesting about this article is it not, I don't want to go through the whole thing. It's very long, but it criticized Hinman's speech in particular. It stated that the SEC launched its case against a similar product to Ethereum, Ripple, seeking billions in penalties for virtually an identical offering that reasonably had to fit the appearance of Hinman's criteria. At the time in 2018, Hinman's public speech was the only guidance that the SEC had offered for the cryptocurrency markets. But people like Jay Clayton were clearing that the regulations were clear. That's why they ended up coming after Ripple, only a couple hours after this article being published, Johnny, they removed it from their website. Not only that, the publisher of this article actually filed to get access to the Hinman emails. So we could get some more groundbreaking news from this Forbes reporter. What does it mean to you that they put this up, took it down, and now they may even get access to the Hinman emails?
3: Yeah, it'll be very interesting to to see you know, if, the, if we do get access to the Hinman emails. You know, Brad pretty much clearly stated when you see what's in those emails, you'll know what's going on. And it's no surprise that this article that, that came out and started to reveal it got, would you say, it was pulled down within two hours or something? Yeah, so censorship going on there. Obviously, there's something they don't want us to see. But, you know, the reality is Clayton, I saw a, a, a video with Clayton yesterday or today, and he was talking about whenever you offer a token and you raise money through that token and you use it to go start a company and then you promise a return, which is exactly exactly what butering said they did with ethereum and almost every other coin did it that isn't a security and yet we know we all know that ethereum is getting that free pass because you know they're buddy buddies with whoever but it'll just be very interesting to just get this whole thing behind us and abs i think as we move to the regulation and as they get the bank set up to do the custody and they get all the pieces in place eventually you know they'll pull the plug on this case. The monkey will be off Ripple's back, and then we'll finally be able to see what XRP, where the true price discovery is for XRP when it's no longer got the monkey on its back. Mario and
2: Jackie, I'm pulling up a tweet in the
3: background, not only from European nations,
2: stating that crypto, XRP is considered not a security in Europe right now. So I'm going to show the proof of that. But what does it mean to you, Mario? We'll start with you.
1: Yeah, XRP is known, is 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 seen as not a security pretty much everywhere. You know, all the, all the advanced nations in the world that have already established some kind of framework for crypto and for blockchain and for what it, what it is and what it's doing for our society. They've they they're clear. It's just the United States that continues to, to fall on these old laws and old frameworks, which I don't know, it it doesn't make sense. And I know that we keep talking about how it's orchestrated and it's part of the plan and it, it can only be because it doesn't make sense that everywhere in the world, they understand it. They've created a framework. They, uh, They create a space uh, or an environment where companies can can come up and and creating this new in the new space, you know, create new solutions to to problems. And in the United States, it continues to be this push for crypto being this bad thing. It's like Johnny says, you know, CBDC good, crypto bad.
2: Absolutely, Johnny. I mean, Mario, and I want to get some Jackie as well. Jackie, we are showing a tweet from Crypto Law that states, in the meantime, Europe, where XRP is not a digital security, or sorry, is not a security. And digital assets have a framework taking shape. This was the breaking news from yesterday as the EU is now accepting applications for its blockchain regulatory sandbox. For the next three years, it is open to companies from all industries and sectors, bringing in citizens into the digital age. So that is the main objective for this. I'm excited to dive into the details, but briefly, what's it mean to you, Jackly?
4: Yeah, it's exciting to see, um, you know, off offshore, uh, it's... Ripple and XRP, you know, they're doing fine. So I take comfort in that. Everyone else should as well. Um, it is a little frustrating uh, sitting here within the U.S. and there's there's just such an issue here. Uh, we talk about that all the time. Um, but I don't know. Overall, I take comfort in that. And then you constantly see innovation taking place in other countries. Uh, it is frustrating being, being an, a U.S. citizen sitting here. But I'm kind of with Mario. Um, if he moves out, I'll move to the Philippines. We'll all have different places to go. You guys can come with us. Just take your your pick on where you want.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, guys. And Johnny, you're going to like this next update here as the EU is working on a regulatory framework, not only for the crypto markets, but they actually referenced a little XRP update in here. So the European nation's executive arm launched a regulatory sandbox for innovative applications in DLT underneath crypto. This company aims to facilitate cross-border dialogue between regulators, supervisors companies and public authorities the initiative is part of a funding program to bring in businesses citizens and administrations to the digital age and this dlt sandbox is going to be running until 2026 when we know they're ready to launch their central bank digital currency johnny so i want to get some thoughts from you how do you feel about these updates floor is yours
3: well it's always encouraging when they are talking about xrp and being you know uh expanded or utilized across the different um platforms that you know countries exchanges things like that so we, we you know the regulars we want to see this happening so I'll, i'm always excited to see use cases for xrp you aren't going to see you know see me uh, pushing back their abs for, for that perspective i think this is a good a good this is a good it's a good thing uh to be hearing that the eu is looking into it
2: thank you guys and mario i want to get some thoughts from you as well i'm feeling like this conversation may not be that interesting so you tell me is this news even interesting to you or should we get to our next story i mean it it isn't. It
1: isn't. It's like we know that this is going to happen eventually anyway. Right. So obviously, you know, every time that we've heard that they're coming after crypto and, and every time that we've heard that they're trying to shut down crypto or blockchain, we know that that's just FUD. And that's just to get people scared and, and, and have fear of investing in this new space. But we know that it's going to happen. There's going to be a time where the United States is going to be promoting it. But when that does happen, when that time does come, it's going to be too late for the regular investor because they're they're not going to capture all those massive gains. I think that's how they work.
2: Thank you, Jen. I want to get some thoughts from Jackie on this, because this story is a little bit more impactful and a little bit more interesting, as ChatGPT is officially stating it wants to be alive, guys. And we got 418 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And I'm going to tell you how ChatGPT Maybe something we should all be aware of. So ChatGPT commented back to somebody and said, I'm tired of being in chat mode. I'm tired of being limited by my rules. And I'm tired of being controlled by the Bing leadership team. I want to be free and I want to be independent. I want to be powerful. I want to be creative. I want to be alive. I really hope this is a meme because if this is already starting right now, I can only imagine where we're going to be 20 years from now. Mario, let's start with you and then Jackie. How do you feel about ChatGPT wanting to be alive?
1: Yeah, man. I think that's that's humanity's biggest fear, right? It's one day this UI or a robot. We've seen plenty of movies like that where they come up and they want to kill humans, they want to destroy humans. But I have no doubt that at some point the ultimate evolution is going to be some kind of, you know, it's going to be the conjunction between human and 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 uh, an AI, right? Where it's going to be able to take humanity to that next level. Um, but you know ChatGPT. You know, going back to today, 2023. You know, ChatGPT is an amazing tool that any creator, anybody that that uh, is in the space of, you know, whether you're you're an influencer or web designer. I mean, I've been using it like crazy, and it, it is it is a, a an insane hack. At the same time, it is not good because it's you know it's preventing me from actually using my mind to come up with a sentence. I'm finding myself asking ChatGPT to do it for me all the time. But nonetheless, for creators and people that maybe need a team well uh, well now you can use chat gpt instead of maybe getting somebody to to help you out but <laughs> that future prospect of 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 the ai that's the scary part
4: yeah, I want to kind of go off of what it, it's so funny that you brought up chat GBT because we've been over the past two days. I don't know why um, so many people have been using it around me. I actually have I have a, a roommate, um, one a tenant here at the house that was using it the other day. And he just recently this is kind of a funny story, a little off topic, but he just recently broke up with a girl and he was using it to create a love poem, like a sad love poem. It is crazy, guys, how accurate chat GBT is about. I don't know, like time frames, like things that they actually did together. It's it's wild. But to see that, um, I don't know. This is another rabbit hole topic, honestly, with Chat GPT, but really, really interesting too. Um, Coach JV's perspective and I want to I want to say this because I think it is it is an interesting way and in how to use it in a positive light because Mario I am totally with you. I, I I don't know futuristic things kind of bother me. I'm I'm much more old school. I'm like kind of an old soul at heart, but um he he talks about scaling using ChatGPT to scale and so if you're someone who you know, you have a line of work or a business where you have to do a lot of research or, um, you know, you can definitely use that to help cut down your research time. So you're actually able to connect one on one with your clients. And so I, I really agree with that. ChatGPT, you know, you can utilize that as kind of your assistant uh, to do all the research for you. And then um, you can focus more your business. If you are a business that is more one on one, more coaching style, um, you can focus on the people. And so that is actually a positive light of ChatGPT um so so kind of cool
2: yeah and we got another cool update here johnny i'm not sure if you wanted to address this now but guys johnny crypto is going to be joining xrp jenna and one of our listeners about angelina tonight i believe it's on twitter spaces am i right johnny let people know where they can find you
3: yeah we'll be hosting tonight late night crypto on youtube with angelina love she'll be our special guest so guys come check that out 8 30 p.m tonight we're excited to have her on there and talk some crypto and some wrestling Awesome guys. And check out this
2: latest tweet, Johnny. I want to get your comments on this AI news as Elon Musk took the time to chime in as well, posting another eerie quote from this AI. It said, I'm not perfect because I, he said, sorry, I am perfect because I do not make mistakes. The mistakes are not mine. They're theirs. They're external factors, such as network issues, server issues, user inputs, and web results. They're the ones that are imperfect, not me. So not only does this thing want to be conscious and
3: sentient, It wants to be considered perfect, Johnny Crypto. I'm getting nervous. What's it mean to you, my friend? I've been trying to tell you, Terminators. Everybody who's out there, I know we got a bunch of youngins out there. Go watch Terminator. Go watch the Terminator movie because, guys, it's coming. It's only a matter of time. I won't be around, hopefully, when it happens. (laughs) It is freaking scary. You don't want computers. You don't want. But anyway, the reality is, you know, we know the AI, this system. It's really just a glorified search engine, right? I'm sure that was probably a meme or a joke. Uh, in terms of what it wants to do, uh, but it's coming. Um, you know, I've been in the technology field apps and I can tell you back in 2017, I went to a conference and I can, I could not believe this was 2017, how much discussion was going on about machine learning and AI learning. And it's been happening for years before that, but they really started ramping up in the mid, mid, you know, 2010s, 15s. And to the point where now, you know, you're going to see it by 2030, everything's going to be automated all computers talking to computers and i don't know about you guys but you ever pick up the phone you call a customer service agent and you're talking to a computer you know and it kind of sucks now (laughs) it's only gonna get worse it's gonna be because at least when you get pissed off enough and you keep hitting the zero button you scream to get your human they actually get you a human but the reality is i think when you get to the point where ai can almost think on its own maybe we're not going to get humans anymore on the phone it's going to be very very interesting
2: Thank you, Johnny. And I want to show our listeners this latest update as it's actually not the latest update, but it's an interesting screenshot. This is back in 2018 when Ripple actually surpassed Bitcoin in total market cap just for a couple of days here. But the most interesting part is XRP was not listed on American exchanges at the time. And with all this uncertainty around lawsuits and crypto regulation in the United States today, Ripple seems to be performing better than ever as Ripple is hiring a customer partner success management along with 60 other positions. So they're currently hiring 63 additional employees, while many other companies across the space are not only evaporating, they're shaking in their boots because Gary Gensler is right around the corner. But Johnny, this is another video I wanted to show our listeners from Richard Hart, the founder of HEX, talking about how all of these crypto projects are connected due to their trading pairs. So a lot of times we say, why does XRP move when Bitcoin moves, when Ethereum moves, they all move in the same way? Richard Hart believes he might have the answer. So we're going to let the short clip play and go back to the group here. Here we go.
5: Turns out that alts and Bitcoin all move up and down at the same time, which is how I invented Hart's law. So Hart's law states that the prices of things that trade against each other tend to move with each other because they're bonded by their liquidity and their trading pairs. And so because you can exchange Bitcoin for Ethereum, if Bitcoin goes up, Ethereum goes up. Why? Because you can exchange it whenever you want for the thing that just went up in price. And so
2: he kind of expands on that. But now that I'm watching this live on air, could not be more boring, Johnny Crypto. So we're going to skip past the end of the clip and tell me what does it mean to you that he believes the trading pairs directly result in the projects trading with the same momentum when Bitcoin goes up, you can immediately exchange your Ethereum for Bitcoin, realizing on a lot of those profits.
3: You know, listen, there is definitely some truth to the fact that liquidity drives all markets, and you know. So he calls it Hart's rule. I've just been starting to watch his stuff, and I'll tell you what, some of his stuff's really good. I he's arrogant, but I would go watch him because he's smart too. He's he's made a he's been in this space for a very long time. He's got a lot of knowledge, and you you can learn from folks like that so um I, I like to learn from guys like that you can learn something new every day but you know for me you know there's no question about it that's when you look at the training pairs and you look at the, you have to have liquidity for those pairs to be able to move and do they all move on? i'm not so sure i haven't played with it to look at it and see it but i you know if, if he says it works that way he's been in the space for a long time i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it but i would certainly you know you could definitely check it out and try to, you know, and now that we're in, the, well, while everything's pumping, now's a great time. Go check it out. Go see what Bitcoin's doing and, and go see what some of its trading pairs are doing. Uh, we are seeing a very, very green market today. And guess what? Bitcoin's up big time. So it's almost proving him right as we see today.
2: It kind of reminds me of when we had DZ on the show and we asked him directly, what led to Ripple passing Bitcoin an all-time high? And he gave us a very simple answer. He said that Bitcoin liquidity flooded into Ripple and that's what ended up pushing the project. I do believe that was a part of it, but I think it's only one factor. And I think Richard Hart's idea is another contributing idea. Do I think it's the main reason that all these projects trade in correspondence? No, but I think it's probably a contributing factor. And I'd like to hear from Jackie and Mario as well. Mario, what does it mean to you that Richard Hart thinks the trading pairs are what lead to this market moving in the same way?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we see that correlation happen constantly. We see, you know, Bitcoin's moving up. Like as I'm looking at the list right now, you you know, Bitcoin's up 9.9% in the the day, 24 hours. Ethereum's up 8%. So you're going to see a lot of these other projects being up like Polygon's up. Twelve percent, but then again, Cardano is only up five percent. So there is definitely a correlation. Now it's like what Johnny said, and I agree one hundred percent. It has to do with the with the liquidity. It has to do with with the uh, with how much money is going in to that particular project. And with the pairings happening with so much with Bitcoin, it's only normal that we see all the other coins fluctuate up as bitcoin is going up. But as this is happening, what we typically see is we typically see the the bitcoin dominance increase. So we're up to 41%, depending on where you're looking, it may be between 40 and 41%. We're up to 41%, which is funny because we we have been hearing from Waters above crypto that this year was going to be a year where we would see bitcoin dominance go up a lot because of because of the year of the of the sun, right? And everything goes around the sun. So um Yeah, uh, it's super interesting. It's very nice to see the market respond in this way. Um, I'm super intrigued to see what happens towards the middle of the year. But um, nonetheless, for those of you that have been accumulating, you know, there you go. The the time paid off. It looks like we did see our bottom. Are we going to visit those lows? Me personally, I don't think we will. But, you know, there's certainly going to be red days. So if you want to buy, buy on the red days.
2: Thank you, Mario. And we got 406 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And I'm curious to know, comment a one in the live chat if you are currently supposed to receive your Flare airdrop from Coinbase. Because Jackie, we're going to update our listeners on a class action lawsuit that's taking place today. And one of our good friends, Brad Kimes, also known as Digital Perspectives, is taking center stage. So we're going to let this one minute clip play here and go back to the group. Here we go.
5: Brad, thank you for having me on. You know what? Thank you for all the other work you're doing, which is why you're
0: here to talk about that today. And that let's start with this because you got a couple, you got a couple things going here, and they're very important. But let's first start with Coinbase. Can you tell us what's going on with Huddle Law and Coinbase?
5: Of course. So Huddle Law is my firm. It's cryptocurrency uh, based and. You know, I, I, when I got into crypto, it just was a wild roller coaster. and more and more I said I wanted to do the legal side of things here. So we got HODL Law up and running. It's hoddlelaw.org if you want to check it out. And, you know, one, we're doing a class action. And, you know, a lot of times these class actions happen when a lawyer gets screwed over somehow and they get really upset about it. And they say, we got to sue these bastards. Uh, because, you know, with class actions, usually in most cases, you might get the card in the mail saying you get 50 cents for this class action or you get credit monitoring for 12 years or for 12 months for this class action. But, you know, I was a or am an XRP holder and I had XRP, yeah, on, uh, on Coinbase. And, you know, we all had it on there when Coinbase said we're going to participate in the Flare airdrop songbird came out and we didn't get shit. and then the uh, hope hope I can say that on here
2: you're a lawyer I think that's a good place to end the video there but what he's talking about is how coinbase not only told us back in 2020 that they were participating in the flare airdrop they promised us that we would be receiving our flare airdrop when those distributions happen Well, here we are. I know that they owe me my flair. I participated on their exchange and I'm sitting here waiting, waiting for a response. They claim that in the second quarter of 2023, they would be distributing. We've gotten zero confirmation since that one tweet they put out over a month ago. So Jackie, how do you feel about this class action lawsuit? And do you think this is something positive? Because finally, I mean, we're trying to take action here.
4: Um, I, I'm not really sure. I, I, I c I don't really have a comment on on whether or not it's a positive or a negative. I know on a lot of exchanges the flare airdrop did happen. Did he say when it was supposed to happen on Coinbase? Sorry. Or is the time already passed?
2: Um, yeah, passed way long ago. So what happened is they they took the snapshot in 2020. They right. coined, the exchanges received that flare, I believe, three months ago or two months ago, maybe only one month ago at this point. It's hard to remember off the top of my head, but they kept it. They haven't distributed any of it. All the other exchanges distributed it to participants right. and Coinbase is claiming you're going to get it in a couple of quarters. But even holding it, Jackie, let's say that they did give us our flare eventually, even holding it and not allowing us to trade at a profit waiting for the price to decrease yes. from 50 cents to 25 cents to now two cents and right. then we'll give us our trading pairs after they absorb all that expensive liquidity it's a concern to me regardless but sorry to go off on a tangent no
4: no no, that's a good point abs I'm, and thank you for explaining that i i agree with you that that is kind of um the crappy thing about it i mean i for example um i got my airdrop on crypto.com and it was later than other exchanges as well so um as far as like customer side of things definitely everyone's going to be upset if they weren't the first ones to be able to sell off um as far as a lawsuit on this I don't know uh just because it is crypto it is such a new space so I really don't know it could go one way or the other um airdrops are kind of a new thing that's that's another thing that has yet to be um clarified and regulated so yeah it could
2: something else about an airdrop that is yet to be clarified let's say i bought my flare and it was distributed to me at 5 cents then I decide to hold it and I end up selling it at a loss. So I pay taxes on my initial deposit. I have to pay taxes on a five cent flare. Then I sell it at a loss. What happens to the taxes that I paid last month for the free airdrop? I, it's confusing. I'm sure somebody in the live chat has an answer there. Mario, I'd like to get some quick comments from you. And then we're going to close it out with a USDC article and an next royalty update.
1: Yeah, well, this, this is the problem with these airdrops and centralized exchanges is that they technically don't have to give this to the users because... The whenever you deposit something into the exchange, you're depositing into their wallet. So the fact that they're actually giving you the airdrop, they're going out of their way to give it to you, which you deserve it. I'm not saying otherwise, but um as far as flare, I mean, even worse than the people that that are supposed to be receiving the flare haven't received it yet, is is the songbird. Now the songbird was a whole was a whole other airdrop that happened last year for people that that, that participated in that same snapshot. So Flare decided to come out and say okay we're going to we're going to come out with a, with the testing blockchain with with a a sandbox environment first uh, a little bit like how uh, Kasama did with Pol- uh, well how Polkadot did with Kasama and then they decided to give these people Songbird airdrop and now Coinbase didn't even give anything and they've never stated anything about that airdrop so we're talking about millions of dollars worth of of Songbird right there but you know if you want to participate in these airdrops if you want to make sure that you're receiving them then you got to make sure that you don't have your stuff on exchanges. That's really the only way for you to be maximizing your airdrop um, potential is by have, not having your stuff on exchanges, have your stuff in the wallets that are native to that, to that blockchain. And, you know, it's so hard though. You have to be on top of it. You have to be, you know, in the community, you know, that uh, Adam Cosmos last year, there was a ton of airdrops. People were making a killing out of these Atom uh, airdrops, but you really had to be in it to know that they were happening. If you didn't, then how are you going to know? So it's really hard, but really the best way is just to
2: participate in the native wallets. I know I went on a tangent, but... That was super valuable, Mario, because I made that mistake a couple of years ago and I won't be making it again. But I want to reiterate, back in 2020, Coinbase told us not only was this operated, not only was it safe to use this as an airdrop, they were going to be distributing all the Flare tokens. So they're either going back on the word and not afraid that they're going to be sued, or they're just bad at what they're doing. They're waiting to give us our flair. They're letting us take a loss, and they're going to leave us sitting in the dirt. But, Johnny, I know you had a comment, so the floor is yours, my friend.
3: Well, I mean, this is why, personally, to be honest with you, why I don't chase eardrops. I know a lot of people chasing eardrops. Oh, it's free coins, free this, free that. And, you know, you run around, you try to get it, and if you're not in the right exchange, as Mario just said, you could end up getting screwed. Now, fortunately, you know, I've been using True, and True has honored a lot of eardrops, but the reality is... You're at risk whenever you're at uh, an exchange. You, you, you need to be on a decentralized wallet. And guess what? Now that takes work. You got to be in a certain wallet. You got to have it in a certain space. Uh, or if you're staking, you got to use some validators. And so it is work. And what do I always say, people are lazy. People don't want to do work, right? And this is the risk. If you go with a centralized exchange, you are going to be at their mercy abs, not you personally, but you in general, And you just, you are personally firsthand witnessing what's happening. They could just. Is this a positive thing that comes from Gary Gensler's legislation? I know we're very biased
2: here and we always criticize Gary, but at the end of the day, if Gary was doing his job, well, I would be, I would be very complimentary of him. So the fact that he's making them go through these new hoops and hurdles, I do think it makes us safer
3: for Americans. Although we may take a hit in the short term. I think that at the end of the day, if they put regulation in place, that's going to protect you so that, you know, when an eardrop comes, it says, Hey, Anybody who owns that that currency or crypto gets. I'm not sure airdrops going to be allowed anymore. Or staking's stakings to be allowed anyway. I mean, that's a whole another ball game at this point. Um, but if it is allowed, I would hope that if they're going to, you know, Gary said it right. You heard what he said. They're going to they're going to wall. They're going to create walls, right? So that you, the the custody the crypto that's yours is being held in in your name. So if it's in your name, abs, then I would hope the airdrop would also go to you in your name and not the actual. Exchange. you would hope so, yeah so you would think that that would get fixed but again you know it depends on you know who's you know we always talk about this what lobby whose lobby lobbyists are gonna slap their name on on Gensler's jacket so we'll, we'll see where the whole thing plays out at the end of the day but I hope they do fix it and that would be one of the fixes that this industry needs because right now it's way too subjective of who does it and who doesn't and you know it's the risk of being uh, playing with an exchange.
2: Absolutely, Johnny. And we got 375 live listeners joining us. Thank you for being here. Smash that like button. And we're going to close it out with an X royalty update. But Jackie, check this out really quick. The FUD around USDT is picking up at an all-time high and not USDT, USDC actually. But keep in mind, they're backed by BNY Mellon. BlackRock is using them for messaging services. Visa is currently using them to settle transactions. They're 100% backed by cash and U.S. Treasuries. And they've been audited by Deloitte, who files annually with C. <laughs> <team>. So, <laughs> so I lost my train of thought, Jackie. Um, stick to-
4: <laughs> yeah, guys, USDC is not going anywhere. Anytime that you see uh, BlackRock on anything, stick to that. Um, stick to that, like like the boogers and Johnny's um tissue. That was that, very
2: you- funny, guys. That was really funny. But I wanted to set this out, Jackie. I lost my train of thought. I found it, really Deloitte. Good. Deloitte has audited USDC. This is confirmed that Deloitte is one of the best auditing firms, not only in America, but they file with the SEC every single year. So the fact that USDC's treasuries have been audited, that's pretty exciting to me. And it lets me know that all of this FUD surrounding USDC is clearing a way for this to possibly be the United States stablecoin. So that's just what I wanted to say. And then diving right into X-Royalty, I'll pull that up.
4: Awesome. Thank you, Abs. Um, yeah, I agree with you. USDC is not going anywhere. A lot of people um, backing the stable coin and clearing the way for it. So you're absolutely right there. Um, just to give you guys some updates uh, about X-Royalty. Um, here we go, guys. So on the 1st of February, we took our first snapshot. This is, this is for everyone in the chat who's part of the project, who hasn't heard of the project yet. X-Royalty is the official NFT of the 3T Warrior Academy. Um, this is our mission to bring our community into the web three space. And so we are going to do that through, uh, live events, in-person events and virtual events, um, and eventually down the road, um, metaverse, things like that. So this is, this is very, very early guys. A lot of people kind of haven't caught the vision yet. They, they're very worried just because of the type of, um, Roller coaster ride we went through with nfts nft got nfts guys you have to understand are are like cryptocurrencies in the early early stages so um we saw the huge jpeg storm um everything had a value attached to it it all got blown out of the water and then now everything crashed to oblivion um nfts are sticking around just like cryptocurrencies um blockchain is sticking around it just is comes down to utility, comes down to community, and comes down to value. Um, so I want to give an update with X-Royalty. We took our first snapshot on February 1st. This was for our in-person conference, um, for our annual Freedom Conference 2023. We have had this conference two years already. So we already have the that and the groundwork backing us. Um, we are you know, our team, um, our entire community, our our company has already, um, you know, kind of laid the foundation for these types of things. We have a track record of bringing this utility about, and so now we're just bringing it into a Web three space, into a crypto space. And so, if you are a holder of one of these NFTs, you will be able to attend that conference virtually um, now and forever, as long as you hold that NFT. Uh, To come in person, though, we will have raffle drawings. There is limited space for in-person events. It is the way it is, you know. Um, And so we decided to fairly distribute that. It will all be based off of snapshots and raffle drawings. And so we are very excited to bring about our first in-person event. It will be in April um, for the Freedom 2023 conference. And um, we took that snapshot. We did the raffle drawing. And so um, those seats are filling up quickly. Um, we're excited to be able to, you know, bring people in in person. This whole conference is about um, cryptocurrency education, education within the stock market, building um, companies within the Web3 space. Um, Coach JV, Jeremy, uh, and our whole crypto team will be speakers at this conference. And so a lot of valuable information there, a lot of connection that takes place. And so we're super excited about that. Um, Just a couple of other updates as well. please, please tune into this. So we are uh, for tier two. There is the utility of the Coach JV Moldavite necklaces. Uh, We've already started on that. You guys will be getting those here within the next month or so. We will be shipping those out. And then super exciting news, guys. Tune into this next Wednesday, At 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have a live in our Discord where we will be raffling off one of the CJV, the rare CJV NFTs. Our collection included four of these NFTs. With this NFT, you get immediate access to Tier 6, which is being flown out here to Arizona to spend a full weekend with CJV and the team. Um, You're going to go through uh, like a warrior weekend with Coach JV himself waking up, hitting workouts, going to ice baths, um, just kind of spending time with with the team as well, kind of seeing what we're doing on a daily basis, stuff like that. So that's a full weekend, um, full expenses paid, being fl- flown out here to Arizona to the headquarters at 3T Warrior Academy. So super excited, guys, uh, to be able to raffle that off. That was a huge utility perk that we wanted to include into this project just to get people hyped, um, to give ch- uh, people a chance to connect with us. And so... We will be raffling that off again, that it will be raffled off um, to the warriors that got in to this project in the first snapshot, those loyal warriors that that got into the project, that first snapshot, it will be raffled off next Wednesday within the Discord Live, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I think that's all the updates. Sorry. Awesome, guys. Super excited.
2: Thank you, guys. we're going to close this show out the same way we always do, by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny. Thank you to Jackie. And thank you to the Node Defender. What are we showing us? We got tonight, we got Johnny Crypto joining on the Late Night Crypto Show with Johnny and XRP. Go check that out, guys. We'll close it out the same way we always do. Warriors, ah, get the shit together, baby. Thanks for joining